Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for joining us online. Uh, this morning I'm talking about our youth camp, which is called Camp No Fear. But really, I'm talking about a bit of a broader concept. So before we jump into the message, I want to make sure, just in case you've joined us more recently, that we know exactly what Camp No Fear is. <laughs> like fun. I'm glad that I get to go and I hope that you wish you get to go as well. Camp has been running for 25 camps now until a few years ago camps and years were interchangeable but now we have to say 25 camps. Uh, we've had over 3,000 seats have been sold so to speak, 1,400 unique attenders and over 400 decisions for Jesus which is the main point after all and is kind of linked in to what I'm talking about this morning. So let's zoom out. What does me talking about camp and being excited about camp have to do with us as a broader church? If you've been around church for any period of time, hopefully you've heard of and know what the Great Commission is. Put simply, Jesus told us to go and make disciples. And that makes us God's plan A for the world to know him. But do we act like it? Do you act like we are God's plan A for the world to know him? Because here's the thing. I think sometimes we can get a little bit lost. But I want to tell you this morning, this is not just the job of key leaders in a church. Don't get me wrong. Key leaders, volunteers and staff make sacrifices to take up a calling from God to serve, steward and lead a local church. And we have an incredible team here who works so hard to support and enable this church practically. But when I say that we are God's plan A, that we is all of us, every single one, in the way that God calls us. Whether you're a bolted on, I came from a Christian home kind of person, like me, or just checking out faith. You get to play a part in that Great Commission. More than that, you're called to play a part in the Great Commission. Let's look into this a little bit more. Paul, the OG church planter, wrote a bunch of letters to churches that he had planted to help keep them on track when they needed a little bit of a realignment. And he reminded the church in Corinth of this. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. So we're called to serve how God calls us to serve. 
Whether the work we do looks exactly the same or not, it's the same work because it's the same God. But here's the upshot of that, and let me be blunt. You can't delegate what God is calling you to do to somebody else. So naturally the following question is this, what is God calling you to? You are called to love and disciple your workplace. You're called to love and disciple your family. You're called to love and disciple your neighbors. You're called to love and disciple your school. You're called to love and disciple your uni. You're called to love and play your part in the body of Christ, the church. You know, you can't delegate the conversations that God has called you to have with your neighbours, with your kids, with the mums at school pickup, with your friends at the footy club. You can't delegate those conversations because you have been placed there and called to have those conversations. So let's ask the hard question. Do you really personally take up the responsibility of being a part of this church? Or does your comfortable life dull the call? Does the busyness of life dull the call? Do your fears dull that call? Do your vices dull that call? Do your doubts dull that call? Don't delegate what God is calling you to do. Around this place, when we talk about the real life that comes from knowing Jesus, we're talking about taking up the challenge of doing what God is calling us to, no matter how we feel. We're talking about prioritizing faith over feelings. Let me elaborate on that a little bit. From my personal journey with Jesus, I've found the meaning of faith has gotten richer over time. When I was a baby Jesus follower, for me, I found that faith and feelings were really close together. Those sort of emotional high worship moments at conferences or even camps. That was when I felt like faith was strong. That's when I felt built in my faith. That's when I felt close to Jesus. And that's not wrong. Those experiences are, are valid and true no matter how long you've been a Christian. But for me, I've added to this over time. I've discovered that faith is also found in logic, in study, in decisions, in obedience, and in making faith a priority outside of the emotional high aspect of faith. I've found the riches of a deep faith in my Monday to Friday, in the choices I make during financial stress, on bad mental health days, when holding a screaming baby, probably last night, when feeling grief, when feeling joy, and even on the most average of Thursdays, which is the most average day of the week. My faith is not diminished by the ups and downs of life. It's strengthened in their midst. That's the richer side of faith that I've discovered. Hope and purpose that's with me all the time. We're all called to play a part in keeping this church healthy and calling people back to Jesus. But I think sometimes we lose sight of that. We turn our faith, our Christianity into an inward focused kind of thing. 
I think the church in Corinth must have lost sight of that because Paul had to write to Corinth a second time. Get it together, Corinth. He said this, God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us, where the us? He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So now we're Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we all could be made right with God through Christ. I hope you feel excited and challenged about the part that you're played to be in the church. We are called to be ambassadors. Each and every one of us is called to be part of reaching outside of these four walls, digitally, I suppose, outside of these four walls and calling people back to Jesus. And of course, I started today talking about one of my great passions in this church, Camp No Fear. So let's zoom back in on that with what we've explored today. Camp No Fear is not Gateway Youth's project. It's not Gateway Youth's annual camp. Camp No Fear is Gateway Church's annual youth outreach. Camp is amazing for our youth. We love our youth. But camp has a history of impacting a much wider pool than just our youth. Camp No Fear has impacted schools, families that weren't connected to Jesus, other youth groups, people's neighbours, people's mates from ballet, people's mates from swimming, and many more. But it only has that impact when we all play our part in the Great Commission, meeting every need for camp to run and making sure that everyone who needs to be there makes it there. So let's put a pointy end on today's message that's camp-themed. Can I ask you to prayerfully make this church project a priority in your life? Maybe you'd be willing to lock in volunteering at camp, get that rego in that you've been putting off. Who can you invite from school, from after school activities, from your street if you're a young person? Youth, who are you bringing? Personal invites are so important. Most of the people who come to camp who aren't connected with Gateway for some reason, come because of a personal invite, not because of an ad on Facebook or a flyer drop at school. Adults, whose parents do you need to speak to at all those same places? You can get a fellow parent on board way easier than their kids can. Just think about it in reverse. If a fellow parent said to you, you have to get your kids here, it is going to be incredible for them. They're going to be so encouraged and come home ready for the new year. How excited would you be to get your kids there? Be that person for another parent. And finally, parents, can you make Camp No Fear a priority for your kids? Don't let it fall if it fits in with the family holidays this January because your kids will come encouraged. They will be prepared for the new school year and they will be lifted in their face. You know, I can't have these conversations for you. You can't delegate them to me. The team and I can help by having a website, socials, videos, running a great camp, answering questions, allocating financial support where needed. But we cannot have the conversations that lead to this. In 2020, I went to my first Camp No Fear. 
I heard a lot of things about God, but before camp, no fear, I had been wanting to know more about him. Fast forwarding to camp, the third night, cry night. Night three of camp, the cry night. And of course came cry night. Night three, a man I was not expecting my life to completely change. A youth leader came up to me and said that she had a vision of a broken vase that was slowly being repaired with gold. On the third night of camp, a leader prayed for a big group of year nines I was a part of and they referred to us as a waterhole. Camp No Fear Week was probably the best week of my life. On the third night, in the night rally, while the band were playing worship, a circle of people formed, our arms around each other. There's praying and the whole atmosphere was wanting to connect with God. It wasn't until Camp No Fear 2023 where I really felt God take this crushing weight away and replace it with an overwhelming sense of peace. Two years later, Camp No Fear came around and on the second night, I felt like God was speaking to me. But it wasn't until Camp No Fear that I felt His presence for the first time. The speaker there said you don't have to have this big or elaborate story to get baptised. On night two, during the worship, I opened myself fully to God. At camp, the band played the song Reckless Love. The night I heard that song, I decided to give my life to God. On camp, I gained the confidence to tell the world about my faith and what I believed. The turning point for me was Camp No Fear 2023. But it wasn't until Camp No Fear in Year 8 that I began to build my faith in God. Especially during youth worship and camp cry nights. My new relationship with God started at Camp No Fear 2018. We had the opportunity to step forward if we wanted to be a follower of Christ. And without hesitating, I put my hand up. I was in a group of my friends and we were praying with each other. And I felt his presence so strongly. At Camp No Fear, I truly learned and understood what having a relationship with Jesus means. I went back to Camp No Fear this year and I have since met so many people and learned so much about who God is. But on the third night of Camp No Fear earlier this year, I told myself the next opportunity I get, I am, I am getting baptised. That's a night I raised my hand and accepted God into my life. Now I understand why it's called Cry Night. Since the last night of camp, I have become closer to God and I, am spent, and I am ready to spend the rest of my life with Him by my side. Camp helped me to see other people of the same age engaging with the same faith. It showed me how God can bring people together and afterwards I found myself getting back in touch with my faith. Then in 2016, I went to Camp No Fear for the first time and made my true commitment to God there. I felt a voice in my head at Camp No Fear telling me to youth lead and for once I listened. This year I had the privilege to be on the camp band, which was something I have dreamt of since I was a little year seven. On the final night of camp was when God worked through me. I slowly learnt more about the church service after camp in 2020 pushed me to make the decision to get baptised. This was one of the best weeks of my life and I believe that God saw and recognised that I had been patient for all those years and since then has really been leading me to this point. That night he opened my eyes to who he really was and even till now that was the best day I've ever had. The whole camp, and specifically that night, was so refreshing for my faith. I'm Ethan. I'm Emma. I'm Joseph. I'm Monica. I'm Luke George. I'm Abigail. I'm Hannah Walton. I'm Tara. I'm Emma. I'm Connor. I'm Elshin. I'm Bethany. I'm Brett. I'm Hannah. I'm Corey. I'm Alex. I'm Tim Hughes. I'm Harry. I'm Zach. I'm Bree. I'm Michaela. I'm Oliver. I'm David Gordon. I'm Ryan. I'm Jasmine. I'm Caitlin. I'm Rachel. I'm Eleanor, and I've been making it.